This is the Truth Warrior Podcast with your host, David Whitehead. So what's the truth behind collagen, the anti-aging supplement that everybody's talking about? Well, collagen is the most abundant protein in the human body, especially in the skin, joints, and connective tissue. At age 20, collagen production starts to decrease by 1% every year, which means that by age 50, you have 30% less collagen than you did at 20, and almost 50% less by the time you're 70. This is the number one internal factor that leads to the appearance of saggy skin and wrinkles, joint discomfort, tendon and ligament stress, etc. Collagen also plays a key role in your eyes, nails, hair, gums, and even digestive health. So if you've ever heard that ingestible collagen doesn't actually provide any benefits, that's partly true. In their natural state, collagen molecules are too large to be effectively absorbed. At best, only 30% of your powdered collagen is actually being absorbed. Liquid bile cell goes beyond the typical hydrolyzed bovine or marine collagen found in most formulas. Backed by multi-patented collagen HA matrix technology, this proprietary ingredient is naturally derived from chicken sternal cartilage and hydrolyzed using a patented bio-optimized manufacturing process to achieve an ideal micromolecule of type 2 collagen and is actively absorbed by the body. Liquid BioCell has been the gold standard for supplemental collagen since its launch over 20 years ago, backed by multiple double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled human clinical trials with results that you can actually see and feel. And if for any reason you aren't happy, it is backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee. I started taking Liquid BioCell and noticed a drastic difference in my knees, in my skin, and in my back discomfort that had been bothering me for years due to all the heavy training that I put myself through in my martial arts career. I've noticed a significant difference, and I believe that you can too. So be sure to snag a $10 discount at checkout by going to the link in the description of this video, or you can go to dwtruthwarrior.com forward slash shop for more details. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Way of the Truth Warrior. My name is David Whitehead and very happy to be with you. What's the date? What is the date in this war? We are Friday, February 24th, 2023. Oh, my goodness. How many things are spilling toxic chemicals into the air right now? How many different train derailments has there been? What's going on with all of these sudden deaths, what's happening? Oh, about that. What's, uh, what's going on with these shots? What's happening? Uh, I got so much to cover with you guys today. I'm going to do what I can to get through all of it. Uh, while I'm on here, though, if you, if you would, um, if you have any stories to share or any quicklet, if you can sum it up quickly uh, regarding this jab, please drop it in the chat. On, on one of the channels. I'll try to get to what I can through the show, but I always go back and read and uh, I'm just looking to get as much data as possible. Um, it's getting really bad. And thank God there's more people that are declining to take any more of these things. But uh, wow, I, I had my mind blown by a couple conversations with people that I know. It's getting closer and closer to home, and I'm sure it's the same for you. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. So uh, while I'm uh, just waiting for this one thing to load here, I'll tell you a story. So this morning, I was going in for a routine cleaning with my dentist, and the dental hygienist, you know, we had 
little bit of time to talk and she's starting to set everything up. And I didn't say anything. She didn't know who I was. It was the first time meeting her specifically. And I can't remember how this opened. We were just talking about the weather, you know, what do you, just the basics things. And then she just says something like, oh yeah, my arm is kind of acting up. And I'm like, oh, what's, what's wrong? She's like, oh, it's just residual. I, I had really, really bad shingles. I was like, really? She's like, yeah, it was the vaccine. And I was like, oh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it, right? Because you never know who you're talking to. And I said, really? And she goes, yeah, I had some kind of shingles or they called it shingles, but it was this incredible reaction. And it lasted for three months. And she said, it only happened after the jab. And I just said, oh, do you mind if I ask, you know, was it the first or was it the second? She said, it was the second. And then I stopped. And I was like, oh, sorry to hear that. That's, that's crazy. I said, yeah, I've been kind of hearing that there's a lot of these issues. You know, I'm just kind of playing a bit dumb. And she goes, oh, you have no idea. I was like, really? Tell me more. <laughs> and she's like, I've had children. I've had two children. And I have never experienced pain like that in my life. And it has to do with the nervous system and everything else. She starts breaking it down. She goes, yeah. Um, anyway, and she kind of was like, I could see her almost drifting off into the experience as she was talking to me. And then she has to get back to work. And she doesn't really know if I'm somebody that's promoting it or whatever, but I was very open and listening. And so she kind of gets to work, pauses that conversation. We do, she does some of the cleaning and she takes a little break and then of her own will, she just jumps right back in and she's like, oh, and you know, seeing that you're open and you, you understand a little bit of what's happening, uh, I'll tell you the whole story then, which is interesting. Isn't that interesting that people that have had these kind of side effects are gun shy to even share their experience with people because they know what the reaction is going to be for the most part. That's sad. Any other product guys, any other product. I don't care if it's a new brand of Kool-Aid. I don't care if it's a new type of jacket that causes itchy skin syndrome. I doesn't <laughs> pick your product. If anyone, had a bad experience from a product, the first thing they're going to do is just talk about it and tell people, and there's no worries about talking about it. They would want to inform people. Yeah. Don't buy that jacket. Don't buy that thing. It's really bad. This is the Holy Eucharist that you can't talk about in a negative light. And people are afraid to tell the stories that they have experienced. They, they, they're afraid to talk about these injuries, right? It just that, that alone was what struck me. So she tells me, <laughs> I didn't expect it to go worse than that. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really bad. But it got worse, her story. Her story is crazy, okay? So she tells me, and I asked her, uh, you know, I, I let her know as she was telling me. I kind of filled her in. I'm like, I just, you know, I do a podcast. You can check it out. I've been covering this in the beginning. I didn't get the job. She's like, oh, you made the right choice. And then I asked her, I said, what was it that made you get it? If you don't mind my asking and she says oh i didn't want to get it um it was the dental college college of dentists these colleges are everywhere what's up with these colleges go check out chapter nine cult of we'll tell you who the colleges work for um 
she said, yeah, it was a mandate from the dental college here in BC. And I am, I think she was telling me she's a single mom. I believe that's what she was trying to hint at and that she's got to take care of her family. And I said, wow. So do you feel like you were coerced into getting, and she, as soon as I said coerced, she like tapped my leg and went, it's exactly coercion. It's exactly that. Oh my God. It's exactly that. And I'm like, yeah, funny that, eh? Because you know, the Nuremberg code and all that, where it talks about how they can't use, the government is not permitted to use coercion to make you do something you don't want to do. And they're not able to employ things like psychological pressure. Like I, I got very specific. I just said that. And right away she's like, oh, it, it's been nothing but psychological pressure, hasn't it? That's what they did. It's coercion and psychological pressure. That's totally it. I was like, wow. So she tells me the rest. So she said, second job, days, like within 48 hours, she's in pain that she's like, I can't even describe to you the pain I was in. I had to sit up straight in my bed. I had to actually cut the arms off all my shirts because anything even touching my skin was pain. But I was cold and you have to be warm and all of that. And she had to keep her arm. She had to like strap herself to keep her arms out. And she had to tell people not to even walk into the room because the wind generated from opening the door. If it hit the skin, it's like she felt like she was getting electrocuted. I was like, holy shit. This poor woman went through this for three months. She went to doctors. They didn't know why. She couldn't believe it. So she had her own sort of, and that was only the beginning of her experience. I'm actually really hoping I offered her. I said, Hey, well, I do have a show. If you ever want to tell your story, I'm trying to support these victims. It's horrible. It's happening. You're more than welcome to come on or send me a letter or whatever. So we'll just keep it anonymous for now. Maybe she'll come on. We'll see. Um, and she, but anyway, she tells me after the shingles, her eyes swell up. So her eyes swole up so much that she said the whole front of my face was like a visor of just swelling. And it, it was just like one piece of my face just blended together. That's how bad the swelling was. She then had retina bleeding. So her eyes started to bleed. Okay. Then... She starts feeling after a day or two of this swelling and these intense headaches, she starts pushing on the, on the swelling and she's seen these lumps all across the eyes, all around, and they're under the skin. So she goes, they do whatever the scans are that they do and find, and the doctor looks at her in shock and he goes, that's glaucoma. She's like, what? She said, right away, I immediately, it all hit me. And I just started thinking like, oh, who's going to take care of my kids? Who's going to, well, like, because she felt right out, that's it. Like the, the intensity of this experience dragged out for months of just going from the shingles experience, the intense, it's beyond shingles. It's like nerve damage to her entire body to that to her face turning into a balloon and then having all these little glaucomas showing up, the intense headaches, couldn't sleep, 
just pain, then her immune system starts failing. So she can't even fight it off and she's getting sick. She's just always sick for this period of time. So the doctors puts her on prednisone. She didn't want it. She didn't know much about it, but she was in so much pain, just like every patient that goes in the doc, the hospital, they just do what they're told they have to do. Takes the prednisone. She said that prednisone almost killed me. That was all she said. I don't know what all the symptoms were. I want to ask her more about it. We didn't have a lot of time. She just kind of told me this really quick. And I just looked at her and I said, I'm so sorry. And she's like, yeah, like she had, she started having tears in her eyes. Her eyes are still swollen. She goes, look, my eyes don't normally look like this. And she showed me the swelling is finally came down. I don't know. And so she goes, okay. So I said, don't give me any more medication. The doctor wanted to do all this stuff, wanted to start getting her into all these cancer experts and everything. And she just said, I'm not, I'm not, that's the last thing I'm going to be trusting these people on. So she did what I didn't expect her to say, which was she went on an all natural diet immediately. She got all kinds of herbs. She went to a natural path. I'm trying to remember the other things that she said she did just to help rebuild the immune system. And she started feeling better. And, and now months after that, she's been functional and, you know, back to some semblance of health, but she's terrified that something else is going to happen or that mechanisms have started that you can't stop. And she says, I just, I did it because I, otherwise I would have lost my entire job and I wouldn't have known what to do. Like I, and at that time we all trusted, you know, she's like, like you're here in the dental office, trusting that I'm not going to drill a hole into your head. I just, you assume that everybody's out for the best interest and that everybody wants to stop this. And then I just went along with it, but I also, I didn't want to, but I had to, cause I was coerced. I was guys, I was not expecting this story and I'm running into more people that are telling me a very similar tale. And I'm sure you are also. And so every time I hear these numbskulls talking about why are people still protesting or why don't you still trust the science or when are you booking your booster for your kids or what is it? I'm just like, or you see these idiots in the government and in the media still pushing this like it's like Adrian Dix probably just text, just tweeted again. Oh, this many people got vaccinated. We need this many poor. Like they're still going. They're still going. And, uh, you know, I study this. I look at it. I read the stories. I see people around me and I have more stories I could tell. I could fill the whole show with stories my wife brings home with her friends that are telling her now. Of one friend basically has to can't eat solid food anymore. So some of these issues are turning out to be gastrointestinal stomach issues. There's a, there's a lot of stomach issues. Oh, here's another thing she said. I forgot to say. This dental assistant, she said she kind of came in closer and she under her breath, she's like, I could tell you stuff about this office and how many women that work here. She says, almost all the women in this office have spoken to me privately saying ever since the jab, they haven't gotten a period or it's been really light or irregular and that their cycles have never settled. She said, 
I've had people that were young in their 20s that were starting a family. They're now infertile. They can't have a child. They've been told you cannot get pregnant. Then oddly enough, other people, she was telling me, that previously couldn't conceive that after the jab, they're in their 50s and 60s and they're getting pregnant because they don't use protection because they're assuming that it's <laughs> that's it. Yet they're now getting pregnant. And she's saying, so it seems to be something with this mRNA where it's turning things on and off and it's chaotic and it's, it's just incredibly unstable. And she's like, I am extremely frightened by what I'm seeing and what I'm experiencing. She says, my life is forever changed. Like, I don't give a shit anymore. I'm just going to say what I got to say. Like, and I was like, wow, I just was so blown away. It was almost like this was a synchronistic event that she needed to tell somebody I needed to hear this story. And that's why I wanted to just tell you, and I, I hope I can get more on that, but there's so many, I can't even keep up with it guys. Um, really quickly, let me just play this uh, clip from Senator Ron Johnson. And then I have another story that uh, some, a nurse uh, emailed me right before this show that I want to go through with you guys. So let's start with this one and then we'll come back. infection does not prevent transmission so why would we make anybody take it it is insane these are self-inflicted wounds whether we're talking about the military within our, our health systems you know any parts of our economy where you force people to take a vaccine that doesn't prevent infection or transmission again it's an insane policy the numbers i have about eight thousand members of the military have been dismissed. About 17,000 are awaiting some termination on their uh, religious exemption. Uh, so, so this is serious business. But I, I'm, I'm here, and again, I'm speaking for myself. But I'm, I'm going to speak on behalf of those that are reluctant to take it. They're not crazy. Again, they, they now know, we now know, that it doesn't prevent transmission at all. It doesn't prevent infection. And the fact of the matter is there are safety signals that anybody who's looking at CDC and NIH and FDA data might have cause for concern about. Now, part of our problem here is that the FDA, the CDC, the NIH have not been honest. They have not been transparent. And why would that be? And thanks for that. I'm glad there's at least one senator out there talking about it. Um, why would it be that our beloved and trusted government medical services are not being transparent about this. That's the question, isn't it? For the people that are just waking up. I have my theories, but that's all they are. Oh, and I'm just looking at Twitter right now and heart attack is trending. I wonder what's up with that. But why are they not transparent? It's because they're captured organizations. Like there's no other way to look at it. They're captured either by corporate interests or foreign enemies or a combination of the both of, of both. Um, but this is the startling realization that people are coming to right now. And I just saw it on this poor woman's face. I gave the, you know, I wanted to give her a hug. I was like, I just feel so bad as much as I, some of us out there are going to be like, 
oh, they should have known and they should have, we tried to warn them. They didn't know even Rumble existed. They didn't know any of it. They didn't, yep, they went along, they trusted. I just can't heart, help but feel empathy. I just can't help it because they're good people. They're just naive. And uh, the propaganda is so sophisticated. It's so prevalent. That's what she said. She's like, you you can't go anywhere without hearing this. They They want to make you hear this. Um, but you know, the more we talk about these stories, the more we get this out, the more we can start to fix this because for crying out loud, how come we don't have every scientist on the face of the earth and every politician on the face of the earth and every news media organization on the face of the earth working to find a solution to this rather than send more money to Zelensky and Make sure you dye your hair pink to support a bunch of bullshit causes and keep getting jabs. It's like you're watching a, a horror story happen where reality is not matching up to the artificial news media reality. So let me now go to this email. Uh, this this nurse's name is Michelle, and thank you, Michelle, for sending this in. I really appreciate it. And I know there are many of you in the medical field that know what I'm saying. You know it even better than me. And maybe some of you are afraid to come out, or you have, and thank God you have. Um, I know you know. I know because you contact me. I got paramedics, doctors, nurses that contact me privately. I'm speaking of dental assistants now. There's a lot of people that know, guys, okay? more and more every day and let's make our voices heard and let's let's keep bringing this truth to light okay no matter what happens it's important all of humanity is at stake at this point so thank you michelle for sending this in so she said hey david i've been following you for years now i saw your post about going live and i have a small bit of info to give you i'm a nurse in alabama and i saw something in patient in a patient's chart that i have never seen before a young male that i believe he was around 28 with no past medical history, developed pulmonary embolisms after his COVID vaccine in 2021. He was placed on blood thinners in which he could no longer afford because he lost his job, which is the reason why he came back to the hospital. On his admission a few weeks ago, he came back with shortness of breath because of the PEs. In his chart, it showed that he also was pit viper reactive. Interesting. I've never seen a patient tested for that before, and I remember a while back Dr. Artis bringing this to light. I really believe whatever doctor looked into this kid and tested him was well aware of what was really going on. I actually took a photo of his chart because I was shocked to see this. I would like to share it with you if it's possible. So, um, oh, she just sent me another message. Okay, she said, yes, absolutely. I trust you. Here's the chart. There's no patient info. Okay, yeah. I'm not going to pull it up, but uh, thank you, Michelle. I, I, I trust you. I, I've, guys, I just want to give you, this is the kind of emails I get. Um, and it's important that if we're doing shows, so this is a little bit for people that produce content out there, okay? Or even if you have a, a big social media following or a small one and you're out there trying to relay this information, um, we need to build a bridge to those 
people working within these institutions, regardless of where they are, to come forward. We need to build a bridge and not be like, Nuremberg 2, we're going to hang you all and kill you all. Like, We need to provide an incentive for people to come forward because there's a lot of good people in these areas that um, a lot of them knew from the beginning or intuitively knew. I think an intuition went amongst the entire human population and most people missed out on it and other people didn't. I think that's why many of you may be listening now either decided to stop listening to Anthony Fauci and these insane people or never did from the beginning. Either way, that there was an inner voice that you paid attention to and that's why we're here. And so listen to that inner voice now for where to go next because that voice for me personally has never steered me wrong ever, not a single time. There's been times where I thought something was my inner voice, my true intuition, and no, it was a bunch of bullshit programming in my head. That happens too. But that doesn't mean your intuition is unreliable. It just means sometimes we misinterpret what our intuition is versus what our anxiety might be or maybe a preferred belief system coming through in the psyche. So try to get really close to yourself and really close to that inner still small voice because that is what's going to guide you through this storm. Okay. It's what's going to guide you. So what's it telling you now? And how can we keep this going? How can we, how can we build bridges with people right now on our side of it? Okay. Let's the people who are responsible for this are going to be held accountable. It's going to happen. That's what my inner voice is telling me. And I don't think that's some hopium. That's I believe that's going to happen because I believe that nature cleanses itself on a cyclical level and nothing can stop that. It takes time. There's a lot of pain in the process, but it will happen. So the people responsible will be held to account one way or another in this life or the next. It's going to happen. Okay. Now we build a bridge to the people who made a mistake the people who are waking up or the people who were just quiet. Maybe they just, for whatever reasons, let's not judge anybody for whatever reasons, there were people from within this system that didn't blow the horn and didn't come out and risk their career and go through that entire insanity. Um, but they're coming out now and they're now afraid to come out to both the mainstream, which is all programmed and incredibly emotionally reactive to this information, even if it's true. And then there's our side of the people who are fighting for freedom and truth and transparency and disclosure on this. And we're all pissed off and we've had enough and we're tired and I get it. We're battle torn and scars and everything else. So we just want to rush to the justice phase and we don't care if we have to burn all the forest down in between now and then, right? That's just the, the emotion side where we're just, and I get it, but how can we strike a balance where we can really open up the dialogue so that more people will come out. That's what I think will be very powerful. More people, because that's what's happening. And let's just encourage that. And then we're going to find out who's guilty of what as it goes. Okay. Because this is crimes against humanity. We are living in a global asymmetric war, cold war. That All the things happening right now are a part of their effects of the war. 
COVID was an effect of the war. The shots are an effect of the war. The chemical spills are an effect of the war, I think. I think it's reasonable to at least put that as a theory. Uh, the, the media attack, the fact that top-level doctors and celebrities and politicians and the whole institution, the whole cult of the medics is not backstepping on this. You see little hints, like I'll show you the New York Times article if you want to see it, where they're kind of backtracking on masks. But it is just in the opinion section, and it will not become the mainstream talking point, I don't think, just yet. But we're seeing the cracks in the ceiling appear. And at the same time, it's undeniable that people in our personal lives that we're literally just meeting or that we know are being affected by this now. So we just need to, uh, we need to get to the solutions. And then just speaking about uh, what Michelle was saying, that's really interesting about the Viper, the pit Viper reactive like he's allergic to it and that, that that's the reaction i, I got to get more information on that um we just did a show on unslaved sort of revisiting that theory because there's been a lot of new information that's come behind it from when it originally came out i did a bunch of shows while back with uh dr artist and a bunch of others dr talbron uh just speculating i was trying to find you know all the angles what are all the theories let's get them on the table interesting things and my good friend Adam Riva at Dauntless Dialogue. If you go to dauntlessdialogue.com, he has a page on there. It's all access, so it's free. And he's doing a new documentary series on that theory that we're dealing with an element of biological warfare that involves some of these toxins and elements of nature that have been weaponized to produce um, some of the things that we're seeing. So it's just another way to examine it, but I think this documentary is far better than the first one that came out. I think that someone like Dr. Artis may have just stumbled into a room that was far bigger than even he could imagine, and he just tried to make his best with it. And then further research is being done. Um, so it's another thing to continue to investigate as a theory. So we just did a show on Unslaved. You can go to unslaved.com. And it was a mind-blowing interview with Adam and Michael had some great comments on there. Um, so go check that out and then go check out Adam Riva's new film and let me know what you think. Just it's <laughs> all options are on the table for me at this moment because we are not only in a biological warfare scenario, we're in a psychological warfare scenario where the battleground is literally our minds. It's our social media feeds. It's the information we're being shown. And there's many actors playing on different sides of that psychological operation uh, aspect. So lots of factors to bring into it. But the fact remains, okay? However you land when it comes to the favorite theory that you have about what's going on. Um, and remember, it's all theory because none of us are sitting at the high table or have access to all this classified information just yet. We're just getting little fragments and trying to put it together. Here we are. We've been lied to. On a, on a scale that I don't even think we can properly calculate just yet. And someone did this intentionally. It's like the motto I put in for chapter seven of Cult of the Medics. There is no innocent explanation. There is no innocent explanation anymore. This is not, oops, our bad. <laughs> we basically coerce the entire population of planet earth, including all the zoo animals and soon to be all the farm animals 
to take this drug that we invented and it looks like it's going to cause significant damage, if not permanent damage to the entire human race and maybe even the planet. <laughs> How do you come back from that? And the only way we're going to get to solutions is if we keep having these conversations and keep, uh, keep bringing the truth out so that more minds can come to this fight and more uh, research can be done on how to help reverse the effects of these death jabs, these injections of mass destruction, because that's what they are. And that's why they were designed. This is not a mistake. This is not, I don't, that's where I'm at. I don't believe this is a mistake. I don't believe this is an accident. This was planned and coordinated. You have organizations like the Club of Rome and Friends that have a mandate of depopulation. That's their mandate. That's what their 1970s computer system told them was going to be a problem in the future. And they are dealing with that problem. How many scientific organizations have to come out with studies showing that the earth is overpopulated and we need this kind of a population by this particular date that just so happens to align with the UN Sustainable Development Goals plan? I just don't believe in coincidences. How many more top figures like Bill Gates and others need to come out and publicly say, yep, Ted Turner. Yeah, we got to knock out about 90 plus percent of the human population. Um, like they say these things and you just start to wonder, oh, are they serious or were they joking or did we misunderstand it? Or, And then here we see we're living in it. And I just feel like we got to stop acting surprised and go, oh, okay, yeah, that's what they're doing. They said they're going to do it. They believe humans are a cancer on the planet. They believe that we're affecting the weather. Uh, they believe that we're destroying the planet. So they look at us as an enemy and they actually write it down as a mandate. The Club of Rome. Humanity then is the enemy. And lo and behold, all the people that are connected to those organizations are involved in this. And here we are watching sudden death go trending all over the world watching sudden heart attacks in gyms all over the world while people are trying to deadlift shit, just 20-year-olds dropping on the ground, watching police officers having heart attacks while they're trying to make arrests on the streets, watching professional athletes in their prime dropping in the pitch during live television, and then they have to cut to some bullshit Pfizer commercial, like watching satanic seance rituals being performed by Hollywood on stages that are sponsored by pharmaceutical companies, like the more you start peeling back the layers of this onion, a deep, dark world is being exposed in front of us. And that deep, dark world was always there. It's just, it's now coming to the surface and it can't hide anymore. It's at that stage of the game where it just can't hide itself. So it's just coming out and be like, yep, we're doing it. And it's cool now. <laughs> like they're just trying to, it's no longer... Oh no, they're not trying to set up a world government and depopulate the planet and uh, alchemically modify human beings into a bunch of transhumanist cyborgs. That's a conspiracy theory. It's no longer, it's not happening. Now the debate you're having with all of these people is, yep, that's probably what they're doing, but they know best. And it is, it's, this is what we need to solve all the problems of climate change and hate. So there's too many hateful people in the world. So maybe we should allow Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab and the Club of Rome to unleash hell. Like that's that's where people are at now. And you go, wow. But hey, they're not the only people. There's us and evil and tyranny and corruption are not the only forces at work. 
And because you and I are here, regardless of how we got here, let's put our heads together and try to do what we can to expose even more of this truth, because only with the exposure of the truth can we get to solutions. And that's all we can really do. So let me know, guys, what, what have you been seeing? It's been getting really crazy. Um, the stories in my personal life are just picking up to an exponential level, and it's unbelievable. Michelle Bennett, check your email. Oh, and thanks for the tip, Michelle. Thank you so much. Thank you for that. And I did see your email, uh, Michelle. I appreciate it. I won't show anything on this stream. I don't want to get you in trouble, but I believe you. And let's stay in contact, and maybe I can get you on the show sometime, okay? Uh, the shedding or whatever seems to be real too, no doubt. What about uh, women listening that with the menstrual cycle thing? Anybody experiencing that? What about... Um, if you haven't been jabbed, have you been experiencing that? Because there's the question of shedding or the initial bioweapon of whatever this COVID thing was. Does that have some also effect? This is the question. Uh, Green Mountain Girl saying, secondhand, I know a guy who caught shingles right after two. So badly he was hospitalized for months and lost his ability to work shingles isn't supposed to do that yeah that's that's the level that she was telling me my dental assistant that it was like she thought she was gonna die every day she's like i'm gonna die today that's how much pain she was in and i feel like women have a higher pain tolerance she's a mother she's had kids and when she's telling me and i i witnessed the birth of both of my daughters and i'm like how the hell do you do it like i i'm like is my wife gonna survive this and of course she's gonna survive and she did and she was resilient and she went right back to normal after, but you just imagine like what that the female body is capable of handling. And then this woman's telling me, yeah, that was nothing compared. That was like a weekend cakewalk compared to this pain. What the hell is this? What does that? What does that? Biological weapons. Possibly derived from various toxins all over the planet. Uh, who knows? But yeah, men in black is saying people are dying and no one cares. Well, hey, men in black, that's just the guy's name. You and I care. Let's start there. You and I care. People listening to this show, we care. Screw everybody else that doesn't. Uh, Cindy on uh, Rumble saying, I'm not jabbed, but I had a friend and patient that was a flight attendant that knew two pilots and four flight attendants that died right after the jab back in the beginning of this. Thankfully, she refused the jab. Mr. Plum is saying, not jabbed here, but I've had jab symptoms since March 2022, but I have the military hodgepodge, including anthrax and semi-annual flu mist. Yeah, okay. I think the virus is reacting with squalene, which is in all of them, but it could be something else. It's a chemical cop cocktail made in a witch's cauldron. That's all I know. <laughs> Who knows how it is, but it is. It just is. It's just, it's profoundly evil what's going on. But we're going to stick together. We're going to find solutions and we're going to get through this. But before we do that, we have to, uh, we have to expose the truth. So yeah, here's this uh, recent one. This came up in the, I was looking up that heart attack trend on Twitter. A 24-year-old young man collapsed due to a heart attack during exercise in 
Hyderabad, he was a constable in the police. Yeah, I don't want to have to traumatize you guys too much with that. Bottom line. They're everywhere. Um, okay, well, was it this one? Oh, yeah, this is the New York Times article. Opinion, the mask mandates did nothing. Will any lessons be learned? The only question I have for the media, and especially the New York Times, have you learned any lessons? It's not, will lessons for the general mind of humanity be learned? No, no, will you, the media, learn lessons? Your publication should be hauled in front of a tribunal and investigated forensically and cleansed of the infiltration that's happened in your media organizations and find out who was complicit in multiple breaches of the law over multiple of the scams that you guys are all pushing because of the people that pay your bills and that own you. Who's responsible for that? So don't be coming out with, Dude, did we learn any lessons? No, no, no. Did you, the media, learn any lessons? That's all I care about. And where's the apologies? Any apologies coming from the New York Times? for masking kids and stunting the development of like an entire generation of children psychologically by traumatizing them with this clown show. I am uh, okay. And this one, I'm definitely not playing Trudeau. He's the last person I want to hear from right now. This will turn into a whole other uh, podcast if I play it, but what is this? I'll just see what he's saying. Justin Trudeau was just asked, why can't the task force share what they've learned and why come to this conclusion? Oh, they're, they're talking about Trudeau basically admitting that there's a there's influence by China in the Canadian elections, and Trudeau's trying to pretend like, yeah, we knew it. Yeah, they they've got some influence, but it's not it's inconsequential. We'll figure it out. <laughs> like, uh, could it be the reason why you're still in the position that you're in? Um. Okay. There was yeah. So let's cover this. Christine Anderson was in town. Christine Anderson, European Union. Uh, an interesting thing has occurred where Canadians are also getting massively red-pilled about the true state of corruption in Canada in all of the favorite parties that everybody thinks if they vote for, we're going to be saved. Um, there's a lot of movement here because Canadians are desperate, and I feel it, I feel you, uh, to fix the situation and to get rid of Trudeau. But we have to remember that getting rid of Trudeau is just getting rid of one scab on a bigger tumor. Um, so they are hoping that someone like Pierre Polyev and the Conservative Party are somehow magically going to grow a spine and a brain and save the country from the true threat. Meanwhile, I've had my suspicions that these people are all in league with uh, all the all the people we talk about, whether they know it or not. And he uh, apparently wrote a scathing review of Christine Anderson. And this is her brief response. Thanks to the ferryman's toll for posting this. Let's hear what she's got to say. See where I expressed hateful and racist views, as he puts it. Um, so, like I said, uh, I feel very sorry that he feels that way. Um, but no one gets to define me, and not even Mr. Polivier. You do not get to, to uh, define me. I know what I stand for. I know what I fight for. And uh, I know that I will never cater to any dem uh, uh, democratic leader or any uh, uh, elected government that does not act in the best interest of the people. 
Yeah, so she's responding there because he's basically doing the same thing they do with everybody they don't like, which is call them names. That's all they have. They don't have arguments. They just have name calling. And when they're throwing sand at someone like Christine Anderson and starting to equate them with Nazis and hateful people, and then you get that from the conservative party, which is supposed to be the opposition to all this woke nonsense. That is pathetic. So uh, Christine Anderson did a tour in Canada. She got sold out everywhere. People love her here because she was huge in support behind the trucker movement, behind Canadians. Um, and I was really impressed to see that she even came and spent time and came and did speeches here and was basically encouraging Canadians to hold their government's feet to the fire and not cave and stand up for freedom and all of that. And yet she's being called hateful by the conservative party. Okay. What does that tell you? What does that tell you when they're going after people like that? All right, here we go from Josh red pills, TV, go follow him on Twitter uh, at red pill, the world alert. Three fires broke out at three different facilities in Mexico and the U S operated by the state owned Mexican oil company. Pemex in just one day, in just one day, there's these chemical fires. This is happening after, actually, I'm going to see if my buddy, hold on, I'm going to stop sharing screen. My friend was going to send me something here. Let me just do a little dig while we're live. Uh, oh, he didn't send it. Okay, no problem. My friend was telling me, he was giving me the list of all the train derailments in all the locations and or facilities that are spewing out toxic chemicals. Has anybody got a list on that? I, I, I'm curious to know what the tally is because it's far beyond the Occam's razor of it being a coincidence. <laughs> it's uh, very much looking like coordinated attacks on the food supply and the infrastructure. And speaking of that, I do have a little video. I could do it on my Telegram. Let me just pull it up. Give me a sec, guys. The guy that's talking about this. Um, oh, first of all, let's show you this real quick. I found this on Instagram. This guy's saying, if I lived in East Palestine, Ohio, this is how I'd be dressed. I was the lead environmental chemist of a sizable pharmaceutical company. I'm hazmat certified. If I even one gallon, oh, if even one gallon of the chemicals spilled at East Palestine were spilled in our labs. So if he, he's saying if even one gallon of the chemicals spilled in Palestine were actually spilled in our labs, everybody would have been evacuated and a hazmat team would have been brought in. Biden and Buttigieg are criminals. Norfolk Southern should be sued into oblivion and proceeds used to buy every house and clean every cubic foot of soil and water. 100%. Oh, and by the way, did uh, sleepy pedo Joe end up going to visit the poor people of Ohio? Who was it that actually went to go and check on these people and buy them dinner and buy them water? Of course, it was Trump that went down there and none of these other guys went. And isn't what does that tell you, right? What does that tell you? So this is the video. Let's hear this gentleman out. Dr. E here, uh, up here in the uh, north side of the uh, Ohio River. And I uh, went and did a recon last night, kind of a pre-deployment site survey of the uh, area that was hit directly. I'm out of the cloud zone, so I'm working over here, uh, meeting with uh, key leaders. And 
Food Forest Abundance folks sent me up here uh, meeting with some folks today on soil reclamation. Also talking to Pat Militech on the other side, and we're going to uh, have some solutions for this thing. Understand this. This country is under attack. Our food source is under attack. Straight up. Done a lot of research last night. Been on a lot of conversations. And uh, this is uh, this is unconventional warfare stuff. This has gone beyond just uh, fifth generation warfare. This is a straight up attack on our very existence. We need to understand that. And we need to be serious about have solutions. No more belly aching, carrying on, pontificating and wondering. This is legit. That's why we're doing stuff about it. I'll let you know more later. I'm tired. Wow. That's the sentiment of many people right now, that this is an attack. This is a warfare scenario here. Um, so it seems that there's multiple angles they're coming at us with. Oh, what was this? Increase of deaths. Oh, here we go. Yeah. I wonder if this will pop up for me. Uh, let me do that. New Zealand, this is from the Herald. Oh, come on with all the pop-ups. New Zealand records the biggest increase in February 19th. New Zealand has recorded the largest increase in the number of registered deaths since the 19 influenza pandemic. New data from Stats New Zealand shows. The births and deaths figures for the year ending December 2022 show were 38,574 deaths in 2022, which is a 10.4% more increase than 2021. This increase attributed to COVID-19 and an aging population is the biggest year jump we've seen since the 55.4% spike of deaths following the 1918 flu pandemic. So this they're going to blame it, obviously. <laughs> Oh, it's the it's because of COVID and old age. Um, it has nothing whatsoever to do with massive, the the biggest injection of the human race with an experimental bioweapon that we've ever seen. It has nothing to do with that. It's it's old age, it's COVID, it's hot fluffing your pillows, it's climate change, it's everything but. Elephant in the room, right? These ridiculous clowns. So yeah, we've got multiple things happening. We've got all these fires, we've got train derailments, we've got spy balloons just floating right into the country as if we didn't have any kind of deterrence or defense. Uh, we've got the continuation of the jabs. Oh, this was an interesting thing, and I... I didn't have time to go and dig all this up and vet it, but maybe some of my listeners can check this out for me. This was just a quick video on TikTok that, I mean, what does this mean if this is true? According to the laws governing the 2030 land development, any land deemed toxic, the government can seize it and kick everybody out and put people in 15-minute cities. This is all on the EPA website, by the way. And it's really weird that all of a sudden there's all these explosions in all these cities causing mass pollution. It's probably just a coincidence, I'm sure. But if it weren't, 
This sure makes a lot of sense. According to the laws govern. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And remember when I was telling you that the way I explain conspiracy to people? Because they always know, well, why would they do it and who's doing it? What are you talking about? Well, it's the conspiracy to control land, resources, and wealth illegitimately. And and to, to seize it. You got to take it. You got to take it. See, back in the day, they would build armies and spy networks and infiltration networks and all that to come in and take over land. But today, it's just so much more sophisticated. We can't even catch up psychologically to understanding just how sophisticated they are now. And this process of warfare has evolved over time. And it's no longer just a bunch of guys charging at each other with a bunch of giant steak knives to try to figure out who is the winner. It's done like this. And when you read some of the policies, say, with the Chinese military and others that talk about irregular warfare, they just have the same blue book, blue book, or blue book. That's a different podcast. Uh, <laughs> blueprint as a you know, all these guys do, which is there's a much more sophisticated way to go about it. So if you wanted to destroy America and the West and take them down, which is clearly what's happening. I mean, I don't know if anybody can deny that there's an there's been an all out attempt to literally destroy Western civilization for many decades, but it's become really hot in the last 10 years. Um, you even got students protesting on campuses all over Canada and, and America saying Western civilization has to go. They don't realize what they're throwing out with that basket. And now here we are where we just had this big pandemic that shut the entire world down, changed the way government interfaces with the people, brought in the new normal. Great Reset gets announced in the same time frame. Um, and you look at the kind of leadership you have in the States, look at the kind of leadership we have here. They're all batting for the opposite team. None of these politicians are actually representing the best interests of their people, which means you ha it begs the question, who, which interests are they serving? Well, we know who it is, and uh, or we can speculate at least. And if you want to take over while keeping the people asleep to the fact that there is an asymmetric war going on and that they are being infiltrated and that their land and their resources are being seized. And to add insult to injury, there's also a depopulation agenda going on at the same time. Uh, you, How would you do it? You just got to ask, if that's true, then how would they do it? Well, this is how they would do it. They would attack your food supply. They would attack your immune system. They would attack your mind with constant 24-7 propaganda. They would start to teach you and your children that your culture's evil, your country's evil, you're evil, everything you grew up, all your values, the principle of freedom is equated to Nazism and conspiracy theory and blah, blah, blah. These are all the hallmarks of this kind of warfare and this type of takeover. So that's what it, that to me, that's my working theory is that none of this is all is happening in isolation from other things. There may be incidences here or there that are coincidental and that are, but by and large, a lot of these events are basically symptoms of this war, this clandestine war that is happening. And it is a war. So I don't think everybody's bad. Even at the top, there's people pushing back from within and there is a war happening. But there's also us that are a factor. And I just want to say to people, look at how much ground us average people have made in 
getting information out to people and helping people wake up and even building a library of interviews and blogs and um, the gathering of documentation from various websites, the using the Freedom of Information Act requests in various countries to try to get classified information declassified. Now, as people are waking up, it's a better time to wake up now than it was three years ago, because when you're waking up, you have a whole world of research and data collection that's been done by the people who didn't get put under the hex that you can look at and you can upgrade and you can learn about all the things that are going on. That's what I intuitively knew was going to be part of my role was to just do what I could, even if only 10 people listened to me, to interview people, to do the research, to do live digs, try to find different theories, put all the puzzle pieces on the table and allow you the opportunity to review it all and then come to your own conclusions. And so bravo for sharing out what you've shared. You don't know if one Facebook post you did or one retweet or one video you sent to that loved one, you don't know what you may have done to, sh to change their lives, to save their lives. How do you know that just one thing that you shared, what, is, what if one meme that you just thought was funny, but that had some deep truth into it that you shared, one person woke up and they might be somebody that's very influential and they might be out there doing some good work you don't even know. So don't stop and don't get just down and out when we see these symptoms grow. We're going to see this get worse. It's just, it's nature. We're seeing it get worse now, but it's going to keep unraveling because that's what it, that's what it's like when you're detoxing. That's what it's like when the truth is being brought to the surface. And then we just got to find, you know, what's the solution to saving as many people as we can. You know, that's the question. But we're doing what we can, and good thing uh, we're on it. And this is another thing. People are on to it now. They kind of know that this is much bigger than just all these isolated instances. So as these types of things keep going, which I think they're going to do, I have a feeling they're going to really start to push the, the hot war, World War III scenario a bit more. They're trying to do it with the climate change. They keep coming back to it, and it just keeps not, it's not really, it doesn't have the power that they need, especially now. They know that selling vaccines to people at this point is going to be very hard um, because all the people that went along with it, with coercion and psychological pressure, or even the people that believed in it, they're experiencing the side effects of trusting known liars and criminals right now. And so for them to try to keep throwing pandemics at us, I mean, they're going to try, but I think those are the test fire shots. See, when they think of it like this. If you're laying siege to a castle, it's actually very hard to take a castle out, right? You can't just walk up and they didn't have like explosives, explosive technology and whatnot. So they just have to lay siege to the town, surround it, and then they do test shots. So they take the big, um, oh, my brain's going blank. They fire, they fire these test shots at the walls to test for weaknesses. They look for weaknesses in the entire structure to see that when the city's half starved out and the military inside is weak, what's the best moment of opportunity to move in and just batter down the door and take it out? Because if they go when the army's fresh and the everybody's still pretty resilient, they're gonna have a lot of casualties and they might not be able to sustain the takeover of the castle. 
So you have to lay siege to starve out their food supply so that they slowly starve or disease. Their, their biggest goal also is to proliferate disease amongst the people living near that castle that they're trying to take over. So this is a form of siege warfare you could think of as a way where you see them cutting off our food supplies. You see you know, more of these chemicals going into our water supply and God knows what else they're putting in there. Um, and on and on we could go. So there, the goal would be to test for weaknesses throughout. And sometimes every shot you fire, you're not planning for it to actually make an effect. You're just testing. It's test fire, right? It's like the same in fighting. You throw out a few jabs to see where you can throw the right hand to finish the shot. Um, so that's what I think this is a lot of times, is they're doing a shotgun effect and they're testing the algorithms and they're testing the reaction from the public. They know the public is waking up, which is why they have to keep ramping up of fear events, fear events, fear events, fear events, everywhere you can go, everywhere, everywhere you can imagine. And what that does is it also facilitates the psychological warfare because if they can oversaturate your mind with fear of impending doom, that alone is a powerful weapon to keep you in the deer in the headlights sort of mode. So they're going to go, all right, guys, there's new viruses coming out. We got Marburg and all whatever they're naming the new ones. And oh, and there's climate change. And there's still World War III. Russia's going to nuke the entire world. Don't forget. Oh, and there's this and there's that. Oh, and there's chemical spills. Oh, spy balloons are getting in past the guards. Like this is, they're trying to change the fish tank water. They're trying to create the fear that will cause a reaction from the people that they can monitor. And then when they get that reaction, they monitor it. They know how to basically adjust their algorithms and their propaganda and their actual, um, the actual things they need to do to make these things happen. They know how to push that towards what the most popular mode will be or the most uh, successful entry point will be. So that's what I think they're doing. They're testing the waters and seeing how we're reacting to this stuff. So the key is with this kind of an enemy is to not overreact to every little thing you see dripping in your newsfeed uh, and to not just help them spread propaganda try to do something where you don't just share it out. And I'm guilty of it, man. We, we all share shit because we're like, look, it's more. And then you find out it's a bullshit hoax or whatever, but just do what you can to vet what you got and um, do a little bit of digging on the things you share right now, because we're saturated with this warfare uh, online. And uh, we got to get as much data as we can on all of these things and then the next phase is to try to find where, where are the connective tissues, where are the patterns, and that's how we do it. So keep it up, guys. We are making headway. You are causing more impact on people in a positive light than you know simply by having these conversations. I felt that very strong when I was having this conversation with my dentist today where I really just felt like I just had to shut up and she just wanted to talk. She just wanted to tell somebody. I'll bet you she doesn't have many people she can talk to. No one's going to listen. But although I would say more people are becoming more receptive today than they were even a month ago. And that's thanks to people like us. So kudos to all of us. Let's keep it going, shall we?
Let me just see what else I was going to look at with you quickly here. Oh, yeah. And then you got like coincidences popping up everywhere like this kind of stuff that just make you go, what? Are we watching some kind of a movie right now? What's happening? News tonight of a plane crash in Little Rock, Arkansas. Just minutes ago, we learned the people on board were actually headed here to Northeast Ohio to help clean up the Oakwood Village explosion from Monday. All five people on board worked for an environmental consulting firm. The plane took off from the Clinton National Airport around noon and was headed for John Glenn Columbus International Airport. Right now we are digging into the story. We'll have much more on air and online as soon as we learn it. I'm sure you're going to share with us how it just so happens that, you know, a whole group of people working to try to go and analyze what's going on on in Ohio. They all die in a plane crash. Like, wow. Unbelievable. What is it like to be a coincidence theorist anymore? Like, what's that? What's that like? What's that like? Like, is it a coincidence that all these chicks look like the same? <laughs> is it a coincidence? I don't know. Uh, what's this one? Oh, yeah. This is the, the article on how Google is doing tests on the new bill in Canada for the government censorship or the government, uh, they're trying to, we're trying to promote Canadian content. No, the government's trying to promote the content they want and censor anything they don't want. And so Google is in the process of doing their first testings. So I don't know. I might have to get a bunch of VPNs running in the background. Oh, let's do this. I have to take Sam Harris apart once more. Uh, so this is apparently one of his comments recently. This may have been right on his website or something where he's saying, during the pandemic, we witnessed the birth of a new religion called the cult of the medics, where everybody did what they were told by a bunch of psychopaths. Oh, no, no, that's not what he's talking about. The birth of a new religion of contrarianism. Oh, it's just contrarianism, guys. That's all we are. Questioning the government and questioning obvious liars. That is just we're just trying to be a contrarian for the sake of being a contrarian and it's just turned into a big cult it's the new religion of contrarianism and conspiracy thinking the first sacrament of which is to do your own research <laughs> guys come on come on who believes this stuff so he's trying to tell you in the first sentence that the new cult we have to worry about is a cult that's telling you to do your own research. <laughs> if I walked into a cult with all the costumes and the candles and all this, I mean, what the hell are you guys doing? What's your main, what is this cult? They're like, oh, we're here to do critical thinking and uh, doing our own research on various topics. And we just like to do it in these costumes by candlelight. I'd be like, you know, maybe you're not that bad. <laughs> I have never researched a cult that advertises that you should do your own research outside of the precepts of the cult. <laughs> so here's one of the chief cult priests telling you, guys, people that are thinking for themselves and not listening to us intelligentsia, they are the cult. <laughs> That's just so funny, Sam. So funny. How long did you stay up at night trying to think of this, Jim? Obviously not long enough. Continues, the problem of all this conspiracy thinking, the problem is that very few people are qualified to do this research. You are not qualified to 
do this research into the archives of knowledge. You're not qualified to speculate with your own reason. You're not qualified to think for yourself. That's up to us. How dare you think outside of our box? We are the gods. Don't defy us. This is what it is. He's the cultist. And the result, he says, is a society driven by strongly held, unfounded opinions on everything from vaccine safety to the war in Ukraine. And isn't it funny that he chose those two specific instances? So I apparently am a cultist that likes to do my own research. And I have strongly held unfounded opinions. They're unfounded, guys. Like all the stuff, all the shows that I've done for you for the past three years and more, but just look at the past three years. They're all unfounded. Like my speculation here is unfounded. I can't speculate because I'm unqualified. I don't have all the same PhDs that he has. I don't even, does he even have a PhD? Like who's Sam Harris? What are you qualified to do? Uh, like is Bill Gates qualified? He doesn't have a medical degree. He couldn't even keep viruses out of windows, let alone what you think he's putting in his shots that his organizations are funding all of this. Uh, so, you know, is who's unfounded Tedros, the leader of the world health organization doesn't have a medical degree yet. He's the leader of the world health organization. So who's got the unfounded opinions? Uh, we've now got it admitted by the people that made the vaccine, Sam, the people that made it are admitting that they didn't do the proper research to prove that it would stop transmission. That's admitted in the European Parliament, it's on record. That's not unfounded. It's a fact that even you could go and look up right now. You could also go and check out the Pfizer documents that were forced to be released early because they otherwise wanted to make the entire world wait 75 years until they told you their own internal data of what they already found as a potential problem before they released this into the world. And it's nine pages without spaces of side effects of this shot that guess what? You can go and just talk to people on the street. You can probably talk to people you know that are suffering from one of those side effects that are listed on those D, I'll call them declassified documents because they had to be court ordered in order for you to even know that they existed. And by the way, when I told that dental assistant that, her mind was blown. I'm like, yeah, just keep, keep digging. You'll find it. So is it unfounded? Who's the unfounded opinions person? And then Ukraine? Uh, Sam, could you send me some war footage? Could you send me something? Could you send me some real clinching evidence that everything the media has been reporting about it since they showed Star Wars footage on the news to represent the war in the beginning? Uh, could you send me something valid that shows that we've been sending billions and billions and billions of dollars to Zelensky for what, right? And you didn't, you, you haven't heard out what Putin's argument is, whether you like him or not. You might want to hear out both sides to see why there's even a war. There's usually two sides to every conflict. So you might want to get all the data before you put out an unfounded opinion that we should just blindly trust the same people about Ukraine that are telling us lies about the COVID vaccine. So excuse me for thinking for myself for a minute to try to do some research. And, you know, it's not just me speculating. I'm on here interviewing experts and covering data that you can go and look at for yourself. 
it's not me that has the unfounded opinions. It's you. So your, your reputation right now is basically on par with Justin Trudeau. Congratulations. You've just ended your own career. So well done. Well done. Oh, here's the show for Unslaved. It's called Covenom 19 Advanced Biowarfare Explored. We go deeper than you think in this episode, and it's a fascinating conversation. You can check it out on unslaved.com. Um, so guys, here's the goal. I covered this a little bit on a recent show I did on uh, Earth Chronicles. What's the goal of all of our research here right now? Of all of us that are in the cult of trying to think for ourselves? <laughs> if you're in the cult of thinking for yourself, Welcome to the cult. Um, thank you for yourself. Holy crap. What a sin that is, eh? The goal, guys, is disclosure of the truth. That's the goal. That's all we want. That's why we're investigating. That's why we're questioning. That's why we're challenging authority. That's why we're challenging status quos. Because those of us who are students of history realize that usually the status quo most often has been wrong. And it was the small few individuals that we all burnt at the stake or locked away in solitary confinement or burned all their books that ended up being right. So in a day, in an age where people are being censored left, right, and center, even top level experts who outrank all the buffoons they're putting on the media for you, they are the new martyrs. And that's why they hate us. It's because we're right. They hate us because we're right. Not because we're in a cult. They're projecting because they are the cultists and they don't want the disclosure of the truth, but we do. So if you're in this cult, this is my cult. This is my cult. Okay. If you're going to say, man, I wonder if Dave's starting a cult with this whole thing. Yeah, this is it. This is the tenets of the cult. Disclosure of the truth is like number one. Logical thinking is number one. <laughs> so I'm thinking of a, uh, Nacho Libre, his legs are number one. His arms are number one. Disclosure of the truth is number one. Freedom is number one. Are you in the cult of freedom? Do you like freedom? Do you like the freedom to think and speak and act freely so long as you don't breach others' freedom? How about health? Are you in the cult of health? Health from within? Health of mind, body, and soul? Do you believe you have a soul? Do you believe you have a, a consciousness that goes beyond just the materialistic paradigm that is falling to pieces every day that passes? I was just listening to a really good uh, speech by Rupert Sheldrake. I got to get in touch with him and try to get him back on. I'll post the speech on my Telegram afterwards. Uh, it's so good. He gets into, what is he calling it? It's called A Conscious Universe? Question mark by Dr. Rupert Sheldrake. Um it's about an hour and 22 minutes and I'm 12 minutes and 39 seconds in and he's already blown my mind like 12 times. So I'll post that and uh, you tell me where health begins and ends. Health is far more than being calculated by how many times you get jabbed by Anthony Fauci and Bill Gates, okay? Health is a mindset. It's a way of life. And I think health resides in the type of mind that does its own free inquiry and logical independent thinking outside of the group think. Group think is cult. Independent thinking is literally the diametrical opposite of a cult, okay? So we're in the cult of disclosure of the truth, freedom for everyone. Don't care what race, gender, back. I don't care if you want to color your hair any color you want. I don't care 
anything of that. I just want you to have freedom. Okay. If we can align on that, if we could mandate freedom, that would be great instead of mandating more tyranny and fear. We're in the cult of health being something that's you have to participate in your health. You can't just react to things. You can't just react to disease. You have to do things that are proactively working against even getting disease in the first place. Whether it's a disease of your body, your mind, or your soul. Proactivity when it comes to your health. Welcome to the cult of health. What about the cult of justice? Are you in the cult of justice? I'm in the cult of justice. Justice League, baby. <laughs> and uh, yeah, justice is coming one way or another. As long as I draw breath, it's coming. And justice is essential for a free society to exist, for also for a virtuous society to exist. You need justice. I'm not talking about vengeance. I'm not talking about vigilantism. I'm not talking about violent revolutions. Those are all products of the radical Marxist communists that are infiltrating our governments right now. That's how they operate. Their justice, justice, social justice. It's not justice. It's not real justice. Real justice would be to have Ghislaine Maxwell's little black book opened up to the entire world so we could see the client list of all of our royal figures, our media personalities, our celebrities, our politicians, our bankers, our guys that run all the Masonic lodges or whatever that are all going to islands to have their way with innocent young children that have been procured by low-level triad gangs and biker gangs and um, satanic families. And so we need to know who's involved with that. And then justice needs to happen. We need to know who is attacking all of us with these biological weapons, with these chemical spills, with this propaganda, with this fear porn, with the cultural attack, with the grooming program that is happening all over the place out of nowhere over the last few years, with the pornographic culture, the human trafficking, the whole thing, all of it, justice, yep, it's important. So that's, if you're going to say I'm in a cult, I just gave you the holy writ of the cult. And you can compare that with the other cult because if they're going to call us a cult, maybe we should just embrace it and go, all right, fine. If we're in the cult of thinking for yourself and wanting truth, freedom, and justice and health, um, then what are your tenets of your cult, Sam Harris and friends? What are your tenets? Less freedom? Oh, actually, not even less. Not even less. If we're talking Sam Harris, he comes from a very particular maternal, materialistic cult that came in after Descartes in the 17th century that he is an adherent to and built the entire pillars behind the Royal Society that produced people like Bertrand Russell and the entire thing, right? They don't believe free will exists because they're materialists. So they're not just trying to advocate for less freedom. I want you to understand this. These people don't believe that freedom exists. You know why? Because they don't even believe that you as an automata, a, 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 a conscious human being, they don't believe that consciousness is a factor. They don't believe that free will is a factor. 
So if they don't even believe that a human being possesses free will on a psychological level, they, you can't believe in freedom. You can't. It's just, it's, it's like, that's a contradictory worldview to say, yeah, I want freedom. You'll notice those are the people that advocate for things like democracy, which is a word that I think a lot of people misunderstand. It just means mob rule, right? 51% of the people that could be persuaded by very sophisticated propaganda can rule the 49% that didn't fall for the sophisticated propaganda. That's democracy. All the founding fathers of America had scathing reviews for democracy. Just go look up any one of them, quotes and democracy from Thomas Jefferson to all of them. They had nothing but scathing reviews because they saw where this argument was a perfect way in for the socialist cabal to come in and, and, and the socialist was, that's not even the right word. These people are far worse than that at the top. These are the, the totalitarians. Okay. They just like to use the carrot on the stick approach to sway the people. But, um, I'm digressing. You guys know what I'm saying here. They advocate for the words that sound good for the principles that sound good for the ideas that sound good. They sound smart, but sounding smart and being intelligent are two extremely different things. And if you're talking about people that don't believe free will exists, they believe in a deterministic mechanistic universe, which justifies a technocratic elite to rule the world, to rule humanity. This worldview justifies what they're doing. And because they don't believe in consciousness and God and a moral universe or spirit or any other thing that's bigger than all of us, they don't come from that. They believe in the mechanistic, materialistic, deterministic universe. They, that is the worldview they come from that justifies depopulation because they don't look at us as anything but animals. We're animals. And because they don't look at the animals already, the like the actual animals, as being sentient, conscious beings, they look at them as just utilitarian, dead, mechanistic matter that's not actually living or conscious. They see it all as materialistic. It, they have a worldview that justifies great evil because they don't see a deeper meaning behind life. They don't see a deeper, they don't see the beauty of nature. They're terrified of nature because nature has consequences that they don't like. And they don't, they don't see that. So they don't believe in freedom. So they're in the anti-freedom cult. They're in the tyranny cult. So in their category, it's propaganda is justified because people are stupid and we need to keep them stupid because they're just animals on a farm. We're the farmers and we're going to keep everybody in line and bring in a new order for the world that will be based on science and technology. And we're going to eradicate the old human and the old world. And we're going to bring in the new normal. That's their cult. So if we're talking two cults, I'm picking the truth, freedom, justice, and health cult over the Sam Harris cult and friends. Okay. You tell me what you think. Um, how are we doing here? Oh yeah, <laughs> this is this is a joke. This is a bloody joke. Coming from the Irish Times. 
What are the 15 minute cities and why are the anti vaxxers so angry about them? The conspiracy theorists claim that attempts to make urban areas more walkable are part of a global plan to suppress civil liberties. <laughs> well, where, where could we have possibly gotten such an idea now? Where could we have ever come up with something like this? We have a concern that maybe what we experienced during the last three years in the pandemic might be something that is installed permanently. We might we might speculate, we might surmise that given that we literally just went through that and are still going through it, that they might be bringing in 15-minute cities now because they don't have an, any other justification to lock us down because there's the whole pandemic narrative is falling apart. And we also realize that if you do a few minutes of investigation into uh, the sustainable development goals and what they would like to do to all cities in the world, which is completely cut off human access from rural centers and areas to uh, get rid of the concept of owning land, to get rid of the concept of owning anything, uh, according to Klaus Schwab and friends, that we're just going to be renting from them. And that in any way, if you put those dots together and go, I've got a question about these 15 minute cities. Are they really just making more easy access for people? Like, is it really just going to make urban areas more walkable? Like, is that, that's the sales? That's what they're telling you? That that's what these things are going to be? <laughs> Why would they call them 15 minute cities? See, this is how they always roll this shit out. They're like, okay, guys, um, ignore the fact that we just locked you in your homes and, and you saw people in China being welded shut into their homes or that we went into Quebec uh, a couple years ago during Thanksgiving and started like hauling families out into the freezing snow during Thanksgiving dinner because they were too many people in the house because of COVID or just forget about arrive can just forget about Trudeau's hotel prisons. Just forget about all the talks about uh, taking all the anti-vaxxers and putting them in concentration camps or terminating them or whatever. Just forget about all that. That didn't happen. No need to worry. Uh, and we're going to bring in the 15-minute cities. This is literally just to make your life more convenient. That's what, it's to make it more convenient and also help to change the weather. So we're going to change the weather and make your life more convenient by basically building little nodes, little copies of the exact same thing all over the world like a big giant honeycomb or like a photocopied world everywhere where there's no diversity of any kind, even though they love to come in with that one in the beginning of diversity is our strength. Deep down, these people despise diversity because they want a monoculture. They want a one season world. They want one leash to control many necks. And so they're going to sell you on the 15 minute cities as something that's convenient where, oh, guys, you will have access here. Here it is. You will have access to all of the Vanguard, BlackRock, and State Street sponsored corporations. 15 minutes in your vicinity. You, you can just walk to them. You could walk to Target. Why would you drive 20 minutes when you could just walk 15 minutes to Walmart to buy shit? 
that's made in China and brought to you by the globalists. Uh, you know, this is how they're trying to sell it to you. Apple, Google, and BlackRock are going to just be everything in these 15-minute cities. And they're going to come out and say, guys, we're not going to lock you in to your 15-minute district. That's how they call it, actually. Remember that guy, these little districts? It made me think of President Snow and the Hunger Games last show. Um, we're not going to lock you in. That's all just paranoia. Just like it was paranoia when we told you it's only going to be two weeks to stop the spread. All the people saying that it's going to be more than two weeks are just paranoid schizophrenics. Okay. Don't listen to that. Three years later. And we're still being told you're crazy for not trusting us with the 15 minute cities. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. We're not trusting anything you guys say. Anything. You can say anything and I'm not going to trust it just automatically by default. That's you did that. I didn't do it. You did it to yourself. So even if you were reporting the truth, I just can't trust you. 15 minute smart cities. Listen to Yoel Harari and Klaus Schwab talk about the future. Listen to what these people are literally saying right now at the World Government Summit in Davos at the World Economic Forum, on your media, look at the little trial run that we had in the last three years, and you tell me if you trust 15-minute cities, if you trust them when they say, we're just making it more convenient and we're going to change the weather, and that's all this is about. And you're going, wait a minute, are you guys going to lock us in? Like, am I going to get fined if I go like 20 minutes? What if I go 20 minutes into somebody else's 15-minute city? Am I considered a foreigner? Are you going to build walls? around the 15 minute cities like what's the 15 minute city is it going to be any containment no 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 that's just like a arbitrary thing that's basically just talking about convenience and that everything's going to be closer to you and it's going to de-incentivize people from driving cars which is going to get rid of autonomy of movement and we're going to start bringing in the smart cars and bringing in the what's that tom cruise movie um where they have the futuristic world where nobody drives their own cars. It's all on this big like track and it's all programmed and everything's AI based. Uh, yeah, we're not doing that. We're just, we're just making things more convenient. No, no. What you're doing is slow steps towards a bigger agenda. Cause that's what we've seen in other areas. And so if you're telling me these 15 minute cities are just for my convenience and for saving the planet, um, I know that it's just code for it's the end of freedom. It's the bringing in, of the new global honeycomb city district uh, where everybody is divided into these little districts. It's basically China on steroids projected onto the entire world. Because again, we have examples of 15 minute cities in China. We have examples of the surveillance, the digital technology, the digital, they're trying to corral everybody on multiple fronts at the same time. But the average person can't put dots together. They can't put puzzle pieces together. They wouldn't be able to understand. Like if you talk to people about this, never just talk about the 15 minute city and get into all the nuts and bolts on it. Just say, okay, hold the thought on the 15 minute city while I bring in some context for you as to why I'm suspicious about this. So a few points of, con of uh, context would be, let's talk about central bank digital currencies. 
which would be like the 15 minute cities of the economy. <laughs> It'd be like, you know, think about that. What are the implications for your freedom in this market when you have centrally controlled digital currencies? Right. And you get into all that. Um, then you get into the surveillance, the biometric digital surveillance grid that is being installed right now. What, what happens when we plug that into this big picture here? What is that? What are the implications for privacy and freedom? Uh, and again, just think of ArriveCan and some of the mandates that were imposed on everybody and the track and trace and the government telling you to have snitch lines and rewarding people that snitched on their neighbors, basically bringing back the Stasi from East Germany and making it go global. Um, you know, just keep that in the back of your mind that that actually happened, right? So if now they're going to jump to 15 minute cities and try to convince everybody that it's super benign and there's nothing going on here, I just, you gotta be on some kind of special medication that's blinding your vision. If you're going to just eat this up and trust the Irish times and go, yeah, it's just a bunch of conspiracy theories. They're just trying to make urban urban areas more walkable. I mean, that's all it is. This is Agenda 2030. This is the new world order that we've been warning about. This is what it is. This is the global technocracy. Scientific dictatorship that Aldous Huxley warned us about. If it was as simple as that, if you believed in fairy tales and you wanted to go, yeah, hey, you know what? That'd be nice if we could just walk to everything. It would be. That's the sales pitch. Just like it'd be nice if we could just, if there was just a big, bad, ugly virus going around and we could just inject ourselves with some magic potion that would just make it all go away. That would be nice. They, like if I believed in fairy tales, I wish it was that simple. I wish that could be the reality. That's how they sold it to us. Is that's what ha what's happening? Is what they sold you with the pandemic rules and the vaccine, is what they sold you happening which was eh, it's 96% effective. That's what Fauci told you. It's perfectly safe. We did all the safety studies possible. We even did extra safety studies. Anybody saying it's dangerous, they're dangerous for telling you that this might be dangerous. Is any of that becoming reality? Or was that all a lie to get you to go, to activate your magical child thinking that would go, well, I don't want to be locked up anymore. I want to go travel to Mexico. I want to go on vacation. I don't want to be locked into a 15-minute city during lockdowns. I want to go and explore and spread my wings. So I'll, I'll take the magic potion because, hey, they, they wouldn't lie. And they're telling us, what did the Irish Times report when it came to the vaccine, I bet you you can find many articles where they're like, the vaccine is perfectly safe. Don't worry about it. Here we are in 2023 and it's not looking too good. My dental assistant basically had her head swell up into the size of a balloon. And she is very concerned about her life after taking those jabs. And she's never going to take those jabs ever again. So the sales pitch was one thing. Reality is another. And I'm telling you, it's the same with the 15 minute cities. Okay but let's track it as it goes because mark my words in this podcast, we'll come back in a year when it's all out there and we'll, we'll see if those 15 minute cities are working out. Yeah, here you go. 
There you go. Like when you got people like this that exist saying this kind of stuff, right? What does this tell you? The era of free will is over. Would you like to sign up for your local 15-minute city where everything is much more walkable? Give me a break. Trust these people at your own demise. Um, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm going to do it. Guys, I got to wrap this up. So I'm going to wrap it up with a uh, an epic takedown that I did of a hairy liberal fascist that lives in Canada that is trying to say a bunch of crap about the people that were protesting in Ottawa. Um, I had a little bit of fun making this. I don't usually do these kind of videos, but I couldn't resist on this guy. And um, it's doing pretty good. It's doing pretty good. So this is what we're dealing with. And this was just my humorous way of trying to come at it. So I'm going to play this video. Um, maybe I'll come back before I play it because I want to wrap with it and then I got to take off. But listen, thank you all for coming here, supporting the show, listening to me rant and monologue. I hope it adds some value. I hope I, you know, keep it relatively entertaining from time to time just so we keep it light. I know we're investigating very dark things. If I come on and I seem calm and I'm making fun and light of stuff, it's not because I'm not serious. It's just because if you don't laugh, sometimes you're going to go crazy, right? So um, we have to kind of make light of it a little bit because uh, it's incredibly dark. I want to thank everybody who's put their story in the chats or commented in the chats. Oh, and I got a $2 rumble rant from Our Cloaked Unseen World. <laughs> really good name for your channel. And let me just see what you're saying. To defeat negative fear-pushing people, just say, all my love to you, your family, and all humanity. And from that love, my heart and soul will never waver. Imagine that it, that and let it be. Imagine that and let it be. Yeah, you kill him with kindness. You kill him. You got to be take the, the high ground. Although sometimes it is fun to do epic takedowns on some of these people. But I, I feel you. I thank you so much. You're spot on. Um, so thank you all. And just so you know, I forgot to make this. I should have said this from the beginning. Fridays is going to be my new day for Truth Warrior. I was doing Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm going to be doing Fridays now at 3 p.m. Pacific moving forward. So make sure you're catching me on Fridays from now on if you want to do the live show. The archives are always immediately available afterwards on Rumble, Rockfin, Pilled, Foxhole, DLive, Twitch, iTunes, Podbean. I'm going to try to get back on Spotify. We'll see. Um, you can always get the archives there. If you ever get lost, or you're not sure where the latest show was or how to find it, go to my main website. It's posted right there, dwtruthwarrior.com. Um, and you can get that. But yeah, moving forward, it's Fridays. And the reason is because I'm on the verge of um, getting a new dojo operation going here because I need to help in my community. We got to rebuild these people, rebuild our kids, rebuild our community, promote real health. I have to do this. Uh, I, I need to reactivate this part of myself. I'm dying to get this going. I'm really excited. I've got a prospect of an location that's looking really good. It's not all 100%, but if it, if it goes through, it's going to happen pretty quick. And that schedule will have uh, make me adjust a little bit with my podcasting. But you're still going to see me just as often. And uh, we're still going to be doing lots of work here. So stay tuned for that. So just wanted to let you know about that. We're changing to Fridays. Okay. So thanks guys for tuning in. I hope you got some info here. Follow me on my Telegram and my Twitter. Give me your feedback in the comments. Stay in touch. 
send me your stories. I'm trying to collect them and let's do our best to get the truth out there because the truth is going to win. Freedom is going to win. Justice is coming. Fear not. Do not fall in despair. Stay in the fight. You're not alone. You're not alone. All right. So with that, I'll leave you with some comedy and I'll catch you guys next time. Cheers, everybody. Protesting that ridiculous mop on your head. That's why we're there. What have you lost? Is it just a march against Trudeau because you can't organize and vote him out? So you have to get a few of you together to just bitch and moan every fucking weekend? No, no, man. But I mean, in all seriousness, your hair is gorgeous. Just keep working in that Pantene Pro-V. Nourish right at the roots. And one day it'll shine like the sun. And maybe you'll even be able to get a job or move out of your parents' basement. You guys are a national embarrassment. You know that, right? So let's just take this point by point. You know, you're asking the question, why are you even protesting anymore? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe start by just observing the very video clip that you inserted into your TikTok video. Who's marching at the very front of that protest line in Ottawa? Ask yourself, why would a decorated Canadian military veteran be walking with these protesters? What gripe could he possibly have with the Trudeau administration? You know that. You're an embarrassment to this fucking country. And I'm not even going to try to answer on his behalf. I would rather you get in touch with an organization in Canada called Veterans for Freedom. You can go to their website right now. It's veterans, the number four, freedom.ca veteransforfreedom.ca go have a read send them an email be polite and respectful now respect your elders respect our veterans they fought and died and sacrificed for the freedom for you to grow your hair as long as you want an embarrassment to this fucking country and walk around in public like that and make tiktok videos saying whatever you want and besmirching good canadian people you have freedom to do that because of these people. So you might want to hear what they have to say. And you might want to hear them out when they describe to you in detail the exact reasons why they are still protesting. No freedoms, nothing you're fucking marching for. You're just a pissy bunch of insolent little children. I know that you don't know what you're talking about by the very nature of the video that you made that I am now currently responding to. Number one, you're asking, why are they there? without asking one of those protesters why they are there. And there's a problem with that, because unless you ask the people that are there why they are there, you will not know why they are there. And then you're just making a video going, oh my God, they're so stupid. They're there for a reason that I don't know. So therefore it must be a stupid reason, which only makes you look stupid, not the protesters. Mad that you can't get a shitty conservative leader in or whatever. I don't even know who you want. Ah, Fabio, see, this is where there's another disconnect. I don't want to get a conservative in. I don't want to get a liberal in. I don't want to get an NDP in because I know full well that all of those parties are captured by foreign interests. 
they're captured by foreign international private corporations. Does that surprise you, being a man of the left, clearly? And what happened to the left, by the way? Didn't the left used to be against the big guy? Didn't, didn't they used to be against big government and big international business coming in and fleecing this country for its wealth, its land, and its resources? What happened? Now your guys are completely advocating for it and defending the government against human rights, such as bodily autonomy? It's not making any sense. Did I miss something with the mathematical equation? I need you to help me understand it, man. So if you could just flip your hair out of your eyes for two seconds and break that down for me, that would be awesome. But like, honestly, grow the fuck up, go home, go back to your job, stop pissing off the rest of the country, blocking up our roads with your bullshit. This protest was a worldwide protest this past weekend. It happened all over the world. And you wonder, is the entire world protesting Justin Trudeau and his communist administration? No, not the entire world. Many Canadians are because, yes, the Trudeau administration is a big problem. The voting situation in this country is not a solution. It's also a major problem. And we also have a problem with our media, which is completely sponsored by that government. And so the information that people like you and everybody else you know are getting is compromised and is not fully trustworthy, which is why you have to do your own independent research to try to gather all the facts on important things like why are people protesting for their freedom when they already have freedom? There's answers to these questions. You can ask us anytime you wish. We'd be happy to answer it for you. Nobody fucking cares. So by all means, piss off. Another thing that you're clearly missing here is that there's different reasons why people are protesting right now. During the actual Freedom Convoy, people were protesting vaccine mandates. They didn't agree that the government should have the right to coerce you or use psychological pressure or threaten your job or outcast you or ridicule you like Trudeau did and many others if you don't accept this brand new, never before used mRNA experimental jab that has now been shown to not stop transmission of the virus, not provide sterilizing immunity, and actually has a boatload of very damaging side effects, which are all openly admitted by the actual manufacturers that manufacture the vaccine that also have immunity from prosecution if you take that shot and something does happen to you. And then the buck gets passed to the government who doesn't give a shit and it puts everybody in a position where freedom is threatened as well as their health. So it's the opposite of what the government is promising. And that's why people think it's tyrannical and they got a big problem with it. And even if you don't agree with it, they have a right under our charter and under our laws to peacefully protest and assemble and have their voices heard. Just like any of these other movements of which there are a myriad of them who march through the streets, who advocate for their what they want with the government. And there's no negative press and it's got full support of the government and the entire population. But when anybody dares to stand up and say, I don't want the government to be able to mandate these medical procedures made by privately owned international companies who have a track record, a criminal track record that will blow your mind. If you took five minutes away from your hairstyling and actually did some research, you'd realize what kind of people we're dealing with when it comes to these corrupt pharmaceutical companies that are working with the government to mandate their product on literally the entire planet. So yeah, there's a lot of people that have a problem with that. And even though the convoy is over and the mandates are gone, largely, there's still some 
lingering traces of that everywhere, such as in British Columbia, where federal government employees are still mandated to take these shots. There's a lot of people that had a problem with the way that the inquiry into Trudeau using the Emergencies Act to quell the protest went. That was this stage of the protest. So the Freedom Convoy was one protest where they were protesting the mandates. It's pretty awesome that the mandates soon after got lifted, which is congrats. Thank you all the truckers. We love you. And now this is about the inquiry because the inquiry happened where they had testimony from all these different sides. We had top level officials saying we could uh, top police officials, OPP, CSIS agents, all kinds of people on the stand saying we could have dealt with this protest without using emergency powers, without giving the government godlike powers that they've never had before. And yet the Commissioner Rouleau comes out and says, no, no, the government was justified. And so that pissed a lot of people off. So they're back out there protesting because what they're noticing is that there's something called pattern recognition. When you see a pattern of corruption happening or you see a government that continues to behave in a way that contradicts the laws of this country that have already been established, such as the Charter of Rights and Freedoms or the Constitution Act or international laws like the Nuremberg Code, the Rome Statute, the ICCPR, etc. When we see the government violating those well-established laws that have to do with bodily autonomy, and specifically to do with whether a government can use coercion or psychological pressure to influence people to do something they don't want to do, and they start violating those agreements with the people, people have a right to peacefully assemble and protest that government whether you like it or not. That's the real issue here. So you don't have to like the fact that people go and wave flags in Ottawa and protest for their freedom, because clearly freedom it only exists in your hair as it blows through the wind and not actually in your mind, which if it did, you'd be on my side and you wouldn't be making ridiculous TikTok videos.